Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. So you like hockey? Congratulations. You're amongst the smartest sports fans in the world. Want to fight about it? Join me, the Hockey Troll, and that snack, Polly Cupcakes, every Monday and Thursday on the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL, your Washington Capitals. Not only do we bring you the best Washington Capitals coverage, but we've got the hottest takes and the tastiest content. Tune in wherever you get your podcast and at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Chirp us on all social media platforms at Caps Chirp. See you beauties and benders there. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. How's everyone doing on a Tuesday? Let's just see, checks notes. November 23rd. It's going to be a good week for me because it's my Friday. Two-day work week. Two-day work week. Oh, come on. Don't, don't, don't give me that look. Some of you have a three-day work week. By the time this podcast drops, the next day will be big getaway day that you've waited two years to, to do. So, you know, don't, don't be jealous at me that I've taken uh, an extended holiday weekend for this. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this, too. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. It is nearing Thanksgiving week, as you could hear me tell. And some of you might wonder programming-wise, well, are we still going to have a show? Are you going to take off for Thanksgiving? Nope, because hockey doesn't take off for the holidays. We will pump out two shows this week. Uh, the Friday face-off will drop Black Friday, and then we'll we'll get out some episodes during Christmas, although probably... Christmas weekend, uh, we won't uh, be dropping an episode that weekend just because Christmas falls on a weekend. However, the following week, (laughs) oh, we got some good stuff lined up for everyone because that week means the return of one of our favorite events, not just me, not just others here on the Hockey Podcast Network, but World Junior Championships. Woohoo! Yes! USA versus the world, bring it on, baby, and can't wait for that to happen, but hey, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, 
we've got Hershey Bears hockey to focus on this past weekend as the boys double dipped. It was a travel and back home this weekend. And I know last weekend I got a little, um, oh, what's the word? Overreacting on some things. But I think my concerns are valid. Because, again, this is a team that we're Hershey, damn it. We have big expectations for this team. And if we are going to hang around in this division, just playing 500 hockey ain't going to cut it. But we have injuries. I know and can't really say. I said can't say injuries anymore, but factors. Factors. But the time's got to come where you're going to have to dig deep. And guys are going to have to step on up to the microphone, as Newsboys once said. And we're see this week who can do that. As the boys went up I-95 to take on the Hartford Wolfpack, who are a ugh, doing pretty good. A quick start. You know, Hartford's got some good players on there. PC Labrie, uh, Pulliemi, um, Anthony Greco, whatever happened to him. You know, this team's got potential. I think uh, goaltending could be a bit of a weakness of theirs. But, you know, when you have a high-flying offense that's actually scoring goals, you can have meh goaltending and get away with it. Hershey's done it a few times. So, we travel up to Hartford. And I watched this on AHL TV Saturday night after a very busy and somewhat stressful 24 hours. And I didn't know what to expect. Hartford, for the past couple years, have been notorious for quick starts. You know, they play a high forechecking system. They can capitalize off of mistakes. But sometimes the team can be a bit of a sugar rush. They'll look good around the holidays and then bottom out. So I'm not freaking out over Hartford getting off to this hot start because, well, they've done that. But typically Providence, you know, gets in on this and sort of catches up with them. But I'm rambling. I digress. Hartford wearing those lovely white, blue, and red jerseys they have. They got better. They got better. Um, I've not been the biggest fan of um, Hartford two years ago decided to um, redo their jerseys and focus more on navy blue. They had navy blue, uh, Hartford in diagonal red because, well, they're the Rangers affiliate. They wanted to look like a look like the Rangers, but instead of Texas blue, they decided to look more navy blue, like their uh, favorite stadium series jerseys. And the jerseys sucked. I hated them. I did not like them. Neither did a lot of people. So they got rid of the diagonal word mark and just slapped a big Hartford Wolfpack logo on them. And it was fine. It was fine. They're okay. I don't mind them. So we get underway as the Capitals are, I'm saying the Capitals, we get underway because the Capitals are doing their West Coast swing. They just wrapped that up the other night. And we, we got to make do. We do. But early in the first, well, penalty troubles get us yet again. As Anthony Greco is left all alone on a power play, wrists it, and it's in the net. It is one nothing Hartford early. Yikes. Okay. All right. Fine. 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 I mean, take a dumb penalty. You give up a dumb power. You give up a dumb goal. Fine. Anthony Greco gets one, but... 
Later on in the first, Hartford's just pushing and pushing and pushing, and in comes some guy's name I can't even pronounce. Oh, Fukali's in that tonight. Uh, just throws one on Fukali. It's just a high wrister. He'll knock it over, and they score. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God, Fukali wanted that one back. It's one of those quarter ones where if you're a goalie, you shrug your shoulder. And nine times out of ten, it'll just blink right off your shoulder and or hit your blocker and go up and out of play. He didn't get it. Oh, it um it, it probably hit his hit his shoulder and went in, you say, because that's happened to goalies. That's what happens in these spots. No, it beats him clean. I do not know what happened. Did it beat him clean? Did it? I, I, I don't know. But, but Kodorkenko, whatever, makes it 2-0 Hartford early as I'm watching on AHL TV. Now, AHL TV was running into some problems. Lol. Always tends to happen in, in Hartford because the building's old as dirt. It's a freaking mausoleum. And um, the TV feed. The HL TV feed, Zach's mic was really, really hot. Now, I'm using some radio terms. What is hot means really high. I've done this sometimes. It's like, you might want to turn down your volume for this. Just turn your volume down if you're listening on your podcast. The Bears skate into the zone, and in comes Molson shot wide. Again, I'm, I'm sorry for that being so loud. I will edit it down in post-production, but that is how it sounded. Because when it's really hot, it cracks the sound, and it is just really, really, really loud. It sounded bad. So I think AHL TV said at one point, all right, cut the Bears feed. We're just going to give you the Hartford feed on both. Which was fine, which was okay, but um, I'm not. I want to listen to Zach. I don't care about Hartford. I don't care what. UConn basketball is going to be playing. I didn't care that the WWE was in town the previous night. But whatevs. Whatevs, as the kids like to say, or as my friend Tom Campbell has said, whatever, Trevor. Fine. We get into the second. The boys come back out, and they start flying. They play the body. They get in into the forechecking. They get the legs going. Where the hell has this team been? I like this. And Shane Gersich cleans up a rebound in front that Keith Kincaid couldn't get and gets it in. And we're on the board. Shane Gersich, where the hell has this guy been all season? And it is 2-1. I, I know, work to do, but you come out, you respond. That's what I love to see. And midway through the second, Mike Scarbosa gets a tip in front, long shot by Lucas Johansson, and tips it in right past Keith Kincaid. The Bears are pressing, Hartford's on its heels, and we have a tie game. Yes, yes, this is what I love. You have a bad first period, and you come out and you respond. This is what I've been looking for. Us fans, what we've been looking for. When you go down two, don't just sulk. Get back into it. Get out there, man. Defend yourself. I love it. Give me more of this, please. And the Bears get a later power play in the second. They can't make anything of it, but they keep the puck in the zone. And they're passing it. They're getting shots. They are 
beating Hartford to loose pucks, and Hartford can't get its penalty kill off. And the Bears just pass a puck around, one guy off, one guy on. Um, off comes uh, Eddie. Hey! Hey, Shane, come on. You in. All right, enough guy comes off. Um, Alexiev. Hey, Mickelrath, you're up, bro. Gotcha. Another guy comes off. Comes off. Hartford can't change anything. Guys are lollygagging their legs like, uh, somebody make a save. Someone help. There ain't no help coming. And the Bears just playing the point, waiting, waiting. Gersich over to Mickelrath in the very high slot out by the blue line. Rister on the way. Scores! Yes! Dylan Mickelrath beats Keith Kincaid clean. And the Wolfpack gassed and out of it. Just get completely worn down. Again, if you watched Troy Mann's hockey, this is what they did so well. 3-2 Hershey at the end of the second. I love seeing this. This is what we wanted. And all right, let's just put this little baby to bed as we head into the third Put it away. We are not going to have a repeat of Syracuse. We're going to be fine. Three minutes into the third, Yoli Pulliarmi takes a passing play from Ty Roning off the far boards and gets tipped right past uh, Fukali, and it's tied. Ugh. Okay. Fine. Fine. Whatever. Not even a minute later, Pulley Army gets in again, beats on the rush, just skates right in. Defense, what the hell is that? Rister scores, beats Fukali, and it's 4 3. Uh oh. Okay. Okay. You just gave up back to back homers. We got to stop the bleeding. We'll be fine. 30 freaking seconds later, long dumping. Austin Ruchev. Gets the puck down low. Feeds out front to PC Labrie. Who the hell's covering him? And he banks it in. Three goals in 90 seconds. A 3-2 feisty game turns into 5-3. What the hell? What the hell's going on here? What? What's defense? What's this crap? Again, the... Defensive-minded coach, defense is just letting everything through. What? And nothing against Hartford. They came out with legs and pushed the tempo. They got rushes. They beat us to puck battles and just beat us in everything. Three goals in 90 seconds. All right. Can we get back into this? Dear God, I hope so. I'm doing showdown event in WWE Champions, but I'm... Guys, you can't do this. Not on the road. Not against teams like Hartford and Syracuse. What happens when we go to Providence here soon? But of course, we get another penalty. Mason Morelli for elbowing. We're playing mad. And the Hartford goes on the power play. A pretty good uh, power play for what well, Hartford is in the league. But the Bears, penalty kill's been struggling. And they go up top. And if you're looking from the goaltender's perspective, you have the 4-4 four, four setup, 4-square. Four they have the puck up top. 
guy in the top left, which is typically a winger, winger or center, slips and falls. Okay, that's not good. Um, Anthony Greco passes it down. Zach Zone tips it. Zach Jones might have tipped it through the seam. That's right through that square. Nobody is there. But as the puck is going to Bronziak, you're probably going to have one of the defense or the forward down low in the bottom right spot to come up and challenge him. Either get to the puck or get in, get in the shooting lane by kneeling. Okay. I don't know who it is, but who gets in the way? I don't know. What happens? He slips. Oops. What? Two guys just went down. Bronziak all alone. Fukali sliding over and going, ah! bam, in the net. Johnny Bronziak, power play goal. Brodzinski, I should say, 6-3. F- f- what, four goals in six minutes, including a comedy of airs penalty kill. No mistakes happen. Not that late in the game. Not when you're trying to get back in. So we get a late power play to try and make this thing respectable. It's 6-3. We get a later power play because, well, let's just see what it was for. Uh, Zach Jones, delay of the game. All right, let's get a power play goal and stop this bleeding. It's 6-3. We can make it 6-4. Look respectable. Maybe we get a... Maybe we get a goal here with five and change left. You press a little bit. Maybe you get a goal and make this a high-scoring affair. Okay. We could get back into this. Well, uh, puck battle on the far boards as the puck gets chipped up and over. Cody Franzen, who tried to, to keep pinch to keep the puck in the zone. And, oh, no, Brendan Schreider and John Bronzinski again coming in a two-on-one down the lane. Who's covering him? It's not going to matter. Zach Fucali's cursing again. It comes, o- comes over. Schneider, Rhines fires. Saved by Fucali. Nice sliding save, but he really took himself out of it. He's no idea where the puck is. And in comes Bronziak, cleans it up and pokes it in. Short-handed goal for the Wolfpack. And it's 7-3 Hartford. Huzzah. Oh, God. Five unanswered goals in the third. A 3-2 respectable game turns into a 7-3 laugher as the game is over or mercifully been brought to an end. Hartford 7, Hershey 3. Yeah, one bad period. And I'm sure all of you are expecting me to be freaking out over this. And I said my piece on the rapid recap of... um, of this game because, well, I felt necessary to say something and I had the time to do it. But, you know, as I said last week, the honeymoon's over, boys. You can't just keep saying, well, we're, we're injured and call-ups. Everybody else in the league's going through this. And again, a team that is supposed to be defensively minded comes out and lays an absolute wet turd on the ice in the third period. Hartford basically played for 40 minutes and got away with it. You want to scale that down even more? They played for 30. A full third and 10 minutes in the, in the third. A full first period and a sec- and 10 minutes in the third. And that was all that was needed. And the Bears showed they had the legs. They were beating the puck battles. They were winning in the second. But it all just it went sideways in the third. 
this is the kind of stuff that aggravates fans. And a solid question that's being asked, you know, again, does does Molson really have it as a captain? He looks slow out there. He looks old. And where's other guys like, you know, I said it tonight, but Shane Gersich, I mean, yeah, it's his first goal of the season, but a guy who's on a contract year, <laughs> you might want to show a little bit more there, buddy boy. It's just a comedy of errors and a defensive breakdown. Rushes, two-on-ones, puck battles. Failure on all those accounts. And that's what's frustrating. If this had been a laugher from the start, this had been one of those nights I could shrug and say, eh, not our night. Not our night. But we were in it. We were in it. And... I think we can hang with Hartford, but early returns are not good on that front, and we shall see. We'll get more shots against the boys in blue, white, and red. Well, believe you me, we will. But that wasn't all for the weekend. A very special night of Hershey Bears hockey happened the other night. A very special episode. And why is it special? I'm not wait. No, no, no. We are not using the Animaniacs reference for that. No, no. (laughs) But we are going to take a short break and give you a word from our sponsor. This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Before we go on, Bears fans, we need to talk about DraftKings, the sponsor of this fine podcast. Now, this is Thanksgiving weekend, and you're going to be home with the families, and what do you want to do? Watch football and gambling. I'm sure DraftKings has a nice prompt. Oh, okay. All right. Nope. Nope. We can do this on the fly. Okay. Let's do this. DraftKings knows that the NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper, deft deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net. Nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast doing a weekend recap of all the Bears action. And thank you to everyone, of course, for your times, listens, and downloads as we continue to move along. So, it was Sunday as the Bears took on the Charlotte Checkers. And this will be the last time we see Charlotte until March. Uh, Their heavy travel season is going to wrap up 
here uh, shortly. So, um, yeah, this will be it for us seeing them. We have one more set at the beginning of April, and then they visit us in mid-March. So, huzzah. The Hershey Bears this past week did their hockey fight cancer on Sunday. An emotional night at Giant Center because a lot of the Hershey Bears fan base is affected by cancer one way or another. So, even as we say in the outro, this show is dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears fan base that has been affected by cancer because we all know somebody in that realm. And I'm sure all of you listening, I'm sure you do too. So, this night matters across hockey. Let's keep this moving in toward a recap. Um, So, bringing in Charlotte. The boys wore their Hockey Fights Cancer jerseys, and I finally got to see these bad boys on the ice. And, oh, yeah. Um, okay. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Um, I have to give a bit of an unpopular opinion. I still didn't like these. It was like I described last week. A chocolate shoulder yoke, white body, with the Bears logo with some lavender in the logo, a lavender stripe with a chocolate stripe below it with chocolate numbers on the side and on the back and a white pl- a white nameplate with uh, chocolate letters on it. It kind of looks like a ice cream sandwich in a way, kind of. Mmm, ice cream sandwich. Mm-mm. So... The thing is with this, as we looked at this, myself and others, as we watched, we all kind of said the same thing. Where's the lavender? Where's the purple? Where's the beef? As a Wendy's commercial once said. So, where? What? What's going on with this? Now, it, it, there are people out in Bears Nation that liked this. And good for you. I just wanted a little bit more lavender. I mean, sure, you had lavender on the logo and the big purple chest stripe, but it just, you needed more. If you would have made the numbers lavender, I think that would have helped out a lot better, but just a little bit more. But you know what? You know what? It's not about jersey critiquing. It's about for a great cause. So let's keep it at that. Our favorite five-year-old came out and sung um, the national anthem, the kid sounded beautiful, although I think he's six now. And his mother announced on the fan club page, I got to get this out of my system. Mother announced it on the fan club page. I've seen this kid sing at several Bears games before the pandemic. He's even done some Harrisburg Senators ones. And I cannot believe the amount of stupid idiots who say, well, 
these parents are exploiting this kid. Why are they taking advantage of this kid's talent? Stop exploiting him. Let him be a kid. What? Where'd this come from? Well, good thing you told me. I don't need to be told who's singing a national anthem. Just play the national anthem. I don't need to know who's singing it. What? Hey, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, where'd this come from? Where'd this, who's doing this? And, and I'm getting reports as being the admin of the page going, hey, reported comment, reported comment, reported comment. <laughs> wow. Uh, I kept an eye on it. Thankfully, once the Hartford game started, people stopped complaining about it. But, <laughs> really, we're going to get more upset on Saturday over this kid singing the national anthem than the Bears losing in embarrassing pa- fashion to the Hartford Wolfpack. Okay, all right. Okay, but no, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not. I'm not. But it kind of gets you in that mood. So the Charlotte Checkers come out. You know, just they're on heavy travel. We're just coming back from Hartford. And it's a a bit of a Sunday. (sighs) Fluffernutter. Oh, God. The the game was a bit of a slog to start. Um, The Bears get into some early penalty trouble, I guess in some way. What else is new? And against Charlotte, we cannot get into penalty trouble with them. And... They played around on the power play. Um, Connor Carrick looks like he's going to wind and fire. Throws it up top to Kale Fleury, who just throws one on net and scores. Beats Copley. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Now, an assist should really go to Alex True on that because he is just right there in front of Copley, and no one's boxing him out. He is standing right in front of Copley, and Copley would have been like, Hey! Out of the way. Hey, somebody get this guy. Somebody get this guy. I can't see. I can't see. Somebody get him. Can't see what's going on here. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Now, we know old school guys like Patrick Waugh who would have just went, get out of my crease. Get out. Makes you wonder what's happened to those goalies. Anyway, so Charlotte on the board, and it should have been more then one nothing in the first, but one nothing against this team is fine. Second period, the boys try pushing back a little bit, getting some more shots in on Christopher Gibson. No, Jonathan Gibson. It's Jonathan Gibson. Wrong Gibson. No, Christopher Gibson. Why is there got to be so many Gibsons? And the Bears get a power play going. They start working it around. Snively up the point over to Cody Franzen. Work. They switch up to the point. Rister on the way. Didn't get all of it. Tipped it front. Scores! And look who was in front of Gibson. Matt Molson is second of the season. God bless. And it's tied at one goal apiece. Nicely going, boys. Good response, just like last night. But Charlotte presses back. They get some zone pressure in. Zach Delpy, long shot on a rush. Big fat rebound. And Gustav Olsen, not Olaf, Olsen, Gets it right past him, and it's 2-1 Charlotte. God. Why? Why do we do this? Why, why can't we respond? It's starting to feel like old-school Wilkes-Barre games. Like, we get a lead in Wilkes-Barre, and we can't hold it for two or three minutes. And 
again, the Bears are doing decent enough. But it just makes you wonder, okay, we went down. Who's going to step up? Who's going to do this? And the Bears, near the end of the period, get the puck in. They're starting to throw their weight a little bit more. Dylan Mickelrath is doing Dylan Mickelrath things. And uh, Kepney, from the circles, long shot. Oh, that looks good. Ping! And off the post, drops down. Is it in the net? No, drops in the crease. And there's Mike Scarbosa to poke it into the net. It's in! Scarbosa's tied the game! Kempney with a ping. And it was a loud ping. We heard it up in 217. And Scarbosa was there for the rebound. Dirty, greasy goal. Love that. More of this, please, from the boys. And it's tied at two with three minutes and change left in the second. Responses and playing up. And this is good. Hershey's pushing back. And you're starting to feel it with them a bit. You're feeling like, okay. They're pushing back. Guys are clicking. This is the stuff we've wanted to see. I don't need 6-1 blowouts. Those would be nice. But team hanging in, getting gutsy, gritty performances, and I've liked what I've seen. Early power play to start the third. And, you know, yeah, we scored one power play goal early. And I said Franzen had a wrister. It's really a long winding and firing. He mostly whiffed on it and there was a low shot that Molson got but who cared it got into the back of the net that's what counts but every other power play dump and chase Charlotte beats it to it dump back in um Gibson would get to it first all right let's skate the puck in along the boards get it back to the point nope muscled off the puck intercepted out of the zone trust me I'm hearing all the time from the people behind me geez Louise what Come on, defense. Why can't... Just take the puck in. Jeez, Louise. Why can't, why can't they just skate with the puck? Trust me. I'm hearing this. And there's part of me that just wants to yell, Score a goal just to shut everybody up! And, well, I think somebody heard me. <laughs> Joe Snively leads a bit of a rush in with Scarbosa. And um, it's, it's a three-on-three rush. But... Snively just had one of those moments, you know, for all of you who, when you play NHL, you know, for the last few of you that actually do play the NHL video games, you know, when you just get frustrated trying to do a power play and just get a puck into the zone and you just, you just throw the puck in net out in frustration because you know, the stupid CPU can't really do anything. Well, that kind of reminded me what Joe Snively did. Snively just went, all right, F this. I'm putting a puck on this guy. I'm doing it all myself, wrists it, and it beats Gibson by the head and scores a power play goal as Joe Snively, his sixth of the season. Wow. What a shot. What a goal. And Snively with his sixth and heating up, still hot, makes it 3-2 Hershey in the third. Good stuff out of them. And I love the momentum turning in this game. Because you could see that the boys are pushing back and gaining momentum. And I'm sorry I kind of missed this earlier in the game. But there is a big turning point for this team. That when about 14... Let me just bring it up here with the penalties. Alright. With about... At 548, Kel Kessie gets two minutes for interference. Which it was. It was. It was a broken play in the middle of the neutral zone. 
um, a dump in that got in somebody's skates. Two guys are fighting for the puck. Sticks, legs get tangled, and somebody goes down. And Kessie got two minutes for interference. Actually, no, that was Beck for tripping. That was the second one. But Kale Kessie gets two minutes for interference. Fine, whatever. The second one, that was the Beck penalty for tripping. That's the one that kind of happened where, again, they tried to get a entry through the neutral zone, got broken up, guys battle for a puck, sticks and legs get tangled, and a guy goes down. Sorry for repeating myself, but I wanted to get this right as Beck got called for tripping. Now, we heard the Boo Birds in Giant Center, but I can attest we've had those kind of calls go our way in Lehigh and Wilkes-Barre. You know, I've seen it happen. You may not like it, but you could see how a ref would call it. So the Bears were on a minute and a half of five on three. And this was when um, it was 1-1, but Charlotte was, let me just check notes here. Check notes here. Okay, this is when it was one nothing Charlotte. And you felt like if Charlotte gets one here and it's 2 nothing, it's a typical Bears go down 2 nothing, and heads start hanging. But the boys hung with them. They got the pucks out. Copley had a really nice nah! type of old school save where you just you throw the arm and leg up and kind of, as some would say, going old style to, to save that, even though I don't remember Martin Brodeur doing stuff like that. But, it, hey, it worked. It worked. You got big saves. You got puck clearing, sticks in lanes, bodies in lanes, and the entire building was swelling with just getting into this game. The crowd's behind the boys. And about six minutes later, the Bears tied the game. That was the Matt Molson power play goal. That was the real turning point in it. And great five-on-three penalty kill for the guys. Maybe that gets the penalty kill energized yet again. But in the third, the boys just take it on home. And there was at one point where Charlotte gets the puck in on a rush and throws it on over to player backdoor on Copley. And is that Alex True? Oh, my God. There he is. The puck's over to him. And he just he gets it. Oh, dear God. And shanks it right up and over the net and into the wrong net. And for the face for a face-off. Oh, my God. He just murdered that puck. And, oh, missed the net, thank goodness. Two minutes to go. They pull Gibby and Mike Scarbosa on a clearing attempt. And the puck just slides down. It's going toward the net. It's going toward the empty net. And it's in! Mike Scarbosa with an empty netter. His eighth of the season. And that'll do it. That'll do it. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Charlotte Bears win it 4-2 to the final. Great job, boys. Two for five on the power play for this game. Good stuff out of them. Scarbosa with two. Molson getting a second of the season. And Joe Snively staying hot. And just really good stuff. On a emotional night for the, for the Bears fan base. And also a night you really wanted to get back into this. So, I'm just, you know what? As critical as I was last week of the Bears, 
they responded and got the pucks, you know, back in. They did what they needed to do. They got goals. They responded. They even responded in the Hartford game. So little victories this weekend. And let's see if it carries into a busy weekend for the boys as Wednesday night, we will be taking on the Providence Bruins on the traditional Thanksgiving Eve game that makes a return after a two-year, almost three-year hiatus. I think the last time I did that, I was on just going on first shift in 2018. So, yeah, Thanksgiving night game, I will be there, of course. And then Friday, the oldest rivalry in the American Hockey League comes back as the Bears take on the Rochester Americans up there at Blue Cross Arena there in western New York. And then Sunday, it's back home as we begin our big inter-PA swing as we will have three straight games against the bruised, bruised, broken, battered, orange-bleeding Lehigh Valley Phantoms who are not having the best season it's starting to look like a lost season at this point as it was just announced today that Tyson Forster will be down for five months for shoulder surgery. Mm-mm-mm. We shall see and we will deal with that when the time comes. So now at this point, I would typically do around the division, but I'm putting that aside this week because we had another great tradition return and it was post-game jersey auctions. Oh, this was fun to see. Fun to see back. Um, I've partaken in, in a few of these. I've gotten one of my jerseys in my collection is from a post-game option. And these these bad boys are auctioned off post-game. Even with COVID, um, I'm sure they were Febrezed. I'm sure they were probably washed real quickly and then brought out and auctioned off to the masses. So here's how it goes. For none of you who have ever done this, because I know... A lot of NHL teams, when they do stuff like this, it's sent off to a independent or team bidding site, and that's where it's put up for sale. The Bears do it all post-game. A lot of minor league hockey clubs do this. And so they start for $500, and we go from there. Now, depending on the style and the cause, the prices can get a little nuts. But again, it depends on the game and the... And the, the, the reason for it, Hockey Fights Cancer is a big one. Um, military ones are always a big one. Well, depending on the military style. Uh, St. Patrick's Day can be a, a big one, but that's usually post-tax um, refund season or people doing early tax refunds get in on this. So it depends. Like, we've had throwbacks close to the holidays, and those jerseys have gone for, for cheap. Under $1,000 is considered cheap? Well, when you hear these prices, <laughs> you'll understand what cheap means. So, uh, the first player out was Cody Franzen. And I'm not going to go through all of these, but I'm going through some uh, noticeable ones. Cody Franzen, first player out, former Buffalo Sabre, former Toronto Maple Leaf. And that bad boy went for $2,150. Woohoo! Ooh, hot table. Hot table. And when I say hot table, typically within the first couple of bets, you can tell what type of auction this is going to be. Is it going to be a, uh, a high-flying one, or will it be a low-to-middle-based one? Um, <laughs> no, we are off and running. 
Big Beck Balancing's up. Two grand. Bobby Nardella, 1950. Zach Fucali, uh oh. Bears goalie. Even if it's warm up issued, these go for big. Zach Fucali, 2200. Mm mm mm. Matt Molson, the captain, 2350. E- yeah. These prices sound nuts. Oh, hold on to your butts. Joe Snively, who scored the game winning goal in 2650. Big Eddie Whitco, 2700. Dylan Micklerath, former Detroit Red Wing, former Grand Rapids Griffin, big physical player. Bears fans like these. $2,950, dear Lord. Even a low end player like Ryan Domoski who just didn't do much in the game, 1350. Mason Morelli, a South Carolina call-up, 1350. All the regular guys are hitting two grand and up. Clark, I mean, Riley Sutter, 2200. Coco, the mascot jersey, 2200. Lucas Johansson, 2150. You see where this is going. But the big one, our winner on the night, Phoenix Copley. You can't really be surprised by this. And myself and someone else who was keeping track, we kind of saw where this was going. Copley, the winner on the night, $3,050. 3050 And I'm not surprised. Hershey goalies and a goalie jersey that he won in, a white jersey that probably has a ton of wear, which means puck marks on it and stuff. Yeah. That's big money. The goalie collector's market, you got to have deep pockets for if you want to get into that. So, Mike Scarbosa, $2,700. A lot of great stuff. And this all goes toward local cancer research here in the central PA area. A great cause all around. And really good stuff. Um, I'm I'm so glad that this came back because, yes, I am saying the money aspect of it, but it's not the money. It goes to charity. It really does. Even the blank no-name jerseys went for like 1500 and 1300 So there is no way I was getting my filthy hands on one of these. So post-game jersey auction, rousing success, lots of fun seeing people getting into bidding wars, and it was a good night all around. So let's take that positive energy and let's sink it into next week as tomorrow night, by the time this podcast drops, the Bears will be taking on the Providence Bruins. The Friday face-off will drop Black Friday morning, so listen to that while you get your fighting, I mean shopping, in. So to everyone else in Bears Nation, have a happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you. Get out there and enjoy it if you are able to. If not, let me just say this. Just enjoy the time with your family. You may not agree with them. I have members of my family that I don't. But you know what? Maybe it's been two years since you've seen yours. And you don't get along about everything. But just enjoy each other's company. Find a way to enjoy that. And these are the holidays that we take for granted. That were taken away from us last year. Don't take it for granted. Get out there on Turkey Day. Plop yourself in front of the TV. Whether you're watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Or delicious football. And in the words of Homer Simpson. Well... Bye-bye, Belt! Just enjoy whatever food and lovely family and get a nap in if you're going to go out and fighting, I mean holiday shopping, get a nap in. 
it'll work. So enjoy your holiday weekend. I will see everybody on Black Friday for the Friday face-off. Enjoy your holiday, and we'll catch you next time. Go Bears! Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020 to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.